0: Hey Bill, come on in. Okay, yeah, thanks for inviting me.
1: Yeah, I I am so excited. You know, my my sister, you know, you're 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 dating Sasha and I think it's so great, and I haven't gotten a chance to to meet her boyfriend at all. I'm so glad that you decided to stay here for the summer at
0: her house. I I thought that it would be a good way to, you know, get to know the family, you know. I, I feel really close to Sasha and I really like her and I, you know, we should have a relationship too, you and I. I, I totally agree. You know, get, put her. You, no, no, don't. No handshake.
1: Bring it in. Let's oh. have a hug.
0: Oh. Oof. Okay. Oh,
1: I'm. I'm sorry. Oof. Oh, I. She. She probably didn't mention this. She's too nervous about it. But uh, when a, a member of our family hugs a member of the same sex, we pop a boner. I'm it's... so sorry. That... Oh. Okay.
0: So that's that's a biological like you can't it's, help it's a
1: curse that's followed our family for generations whenever any of the men in our family hug another man we pop a boner i'm so sorry i i, I wish i had no no been please. It's,
0: it's, it's my fault i you know if that's part of your family i want to be a, a, a part of it
1: great okay well i'm glad you feel that way because uh, I, we have the whole extended family in the other room. I've got uh, six male cousins, oh, a couple uncles, oh. 17 grandpas. Don't worry about how that math works out. Um, you want to watch out for Chuck, though, because uh, du- dude is blessed. I'm oh, just oh. saying, hug him from the side. You would think that maybe, given the curse,
0: you'd be less into hugging?
1: Yeah, well, uh, so it, it's, it's strange you say that because uh, it's not actually just hugging. It's a, uh, you know, if if we maintain eye contact for too long, or if you just are around the person, um, sometimes I just, it happens on the bus or in movie theaters. It's so, kind of finicky. It's so a weird curse. These are,
0: I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to get into a, one of these kind of talks, but that sounds just like, like just boners.
1: No, it's, uh, well,
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't, now I don't really know where to go with this. <laughs> Ben, you're describing boners. I know. <laughs> that, that was that was my other idea. I think I like it. From I actually think we should just leave it from me trying to introduce you to like 20 guys. Oh, and just like fade out, like yeah. Uh, is that too weird? No, that's I mean. Can I get like a chest, like a reverse chastity belt or something? (laughs) I'm also gonna put like a bunch of springing noises throughout the conversation. Like a concave, like. Yeah, that's right. Metal plate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Genital sheaths for his and his. (laughs) Ben, women don't need the sheath, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if that's like too raunchy. Let me let me tell you what my idea was.
1: Cuz I like shearing down the veneer of like <laughs> this sort of being risque because hugging because romance and then they yeah. something happens to them that
0: turns them naked. But I no, just I, wanted to like strip all really of the well. <laughs> strip I, I, everything else away from that. I think I think that works really well. Just the idea of just <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and that it doesn't just happen during hugging. <laughs> <laughs> um my idea was to have like two martial arts anime characters in a battle um and then one has a monologue to themselves about like how hurt and lonely the other one must be that's also fine
1: <laughs> like I, I don't think that's bad i i just think i like mine a little bit more just cuz it's
0: it's just... more more goony <laughs> yeah it, it really is yeah <laughs> He's, he hoped his training would empower him, but really it's more of a burden. The people he cares so much about, do they know the real him?
1: If only my master would really pay attention
0: to me in the way that I pay to... Whoop! Pop the boner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you just have sproings throughout the episode?
1: <laughs> I don't see a reason why not.
0: Tenchi, get out of here.
1: <laughs> uh, they, well, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned Tenchi Muyo because there's a... Uh, there there are similarities to it.
0: <laughs> there are also some pretty severe differences.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll grant you that, but uh, I think at its core, it's doing a very similar function as Tenchi Muyo does, which we will get into in a second. Uh, Zane, do we want to start, or are yeah. we still
0: bullshitting? No, no, go, go right ahead. Get us in this.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, well, welcome, everyone. This is Ben.
0: And this is Zane.
1: And we are the Cartoncast, Cast, where we intru- where we review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And, and today, today we're today... going
0: to pet the twelve different animals of the Cartoncast Cast Zodiac. Good. <laughs> cool. what, the- what exactly are those animals Zane? Uh, well, they all have to come from eggs. All right. So chicken. Yep. Dinosaur. Snake. Cow. Depression. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. <laughs> low blood uh... pro- Low Blood pressure. That spirit beast from Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh uh, yeah, Pooh. Yeah. What a what a what a misstep that was. <laughs> you didn't you didn't like the just random Phoenix? I wasn't into it. Okay.
1: I mean the, the random Phoenix was fine. I was talking about like that little weird bunny thing with his hair.
0: They were trying to cash in on that Togepi cred.
1: <clears throat> I mean, like I would have accepted that as long as he didn't turn into like this
0: weird demon Super Saiyan thing at the end. Oh, that was absolutely necessary. That was so garbage <laughs> it was probably a metaphor <laughs> what for humans suck yeah yeah and they also got rid of
1: Kuwabara the only saving grace of that show we, we've talked about that more than we that actually would be a mistake.
0: Do. <laughs> nothing
1: else every, every show that doesn't have Kuwabara has made a fun, fundamental mistake
0: <laughs> I love that voice, o- voice actor Christopher Sabat He's so good. Yeah, he, he doesn't show up in this, but a number of other characters do. And from Yu Yu Hakusho, yeah. It's great.
1: So it's, it's not even all that far out of our way.
0: Yeah, uh, but today we're talking about uh, Fruits Basket, which is a Funimation show that ran in 2001 and was produced by Madman Entertainment.
1: Yeah, so uh, that, again, great name. Um, it was adapted from a shoujo manga series of the same name written by Natsuki Takei from Takaya, Takaya yeah, from... 1998 to
0: 2006 yeah so they made the anime in the middle of the manga run so there were some plot twists at the end that didn't get factored in and in general i I think the anime did a good job of showing what the manga was about but it felt a little rushed uh toward the end
1: the uh I, i definitely noticed that when i was doing like a plot rundown because i didn't care to watch the whole thing so i just read up on it online is that there's some pretty fundamental differences in how the Uh, End of the story turns out that are that is not really foreshadowed in in at least the first five episodes of the anime, which is how much I watched
0: Yeah, so I I watched the whole thing. This is an anime that uh, christy and I have watched in its entirety before and I would say that the first 13 or so episodes are really solid and then it just kind of more the same some annoying characters And then the last three episodes are this very emotional Throw everything together. It felt rushed, but it was cathartic in ways
1: yeah, this is uh this is I'm I'm going to try to be as objective as I can here. Um accepting my own opinions on the show, which is I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's really not for me and I it's really cool that you brought this to my attention because given that you like it, I want to hear you defend that in a way that I can comprehend. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of this show that I think is just not my demographic and that's it's only failing. Um, at the same time, I think there's stuff that is fundamentally not great about it.
0: Uh, okay, well, I'm a- and curious we'll get to hear about that. that as well because uh, you know there were parts I didn't like, but overall I think it added up. So,
1: if, if I may, the general format of this, which is this is a uh, fruits basket, is we, we said that we were going to do a slice of life anime. This is not quite that. It's more a shojo romance novel, which is um, shojo manga. Are um, I, I just had the definition up? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go get it again. <laughs> If I can, because I think it's it's good.
0: not it's not a sex romance thing; it's a emotion romance thing.
1: Yeah, it's so it's uh, it's a manga that's just aimed at teenage female readership, which um, it, it kind of focuses on romantic relationships and and also familial relationships. Really, it's so we had a couple of genres of anime that we've dealt with so far: shonen and seinen, which were both. Aimed at young males, one of them in their power fantasy age. Um, the show Shonen was uh, more about like martial arts and sports and things like that. Sine-In was about more adult themes like uh, existence Murder. and uh, existence and sex, etc. Yeah. Um,
0: that this... grab bag of fun <laughs> that hits you around puberty.
1: <laughs> yeah. This this sort of struck me as the uh, female answer. Shoujo's kind of strikes me as the female answer to Sine-In in uh in a way because it's about you know young women it's it's targeted to young women who are finding their place in the world and want a projection of how they wish the world was
0: yeah it's it's a much more mature um even tempered style than the the power fantasies for males it's it's much more of like it's more the sign and equivalent yeah uh, focusing on harmony rather than disharmony
1: yeah, and it's it's not quite the same as Signin because of the material that they tend to focus on. It, it's less murder and more family, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but it does share some commonality. Um, if you go back to things like Tenchi Muyo, the I mean, for for whatever else was going on in it, it did have the main character, one male, surrounded by a, <laughs> every female in existence, <laughs> and then. Yeah. Here we kind of have the opposite for, I mean, and it's different because the relationships are not precisely
0: all romantic. Right, But it they is, all get something else. They, they all have different relationships to the main character, uh, Toru.
1: Yes. And, and, and she is kind of an empowered young woman who, mm,
0: she's, she fills a hole in everyone's life that they didn't know they had.
1: Right, and much like Tenchi, really. Like, I think this is, that comparison is not entirely without merit.
0: Right. Um, So the the overall premise of the show and sort of what hooks you in is, oh, it's it's about a family of these cursed shapeshifters who, when they're hugged by a member of the opposite sex, turn into members of the uh, animals of the Chinese Zodiac. But what makes it interesting is that the anime pays surprisingly little attention to that fact and instead focuses on the characters and the interpersonal relationships.
1: Right. So this is a thing with both slice of life and shojo, which is that um, the the structure of it is codified by these ideas that the plot is motivated from uh, character development and not plot progression. So we don't have climactic fist fights or uh, villains necessarily. We just have people learning to interact with each other in appropriate ways. And, and I,
0: I thought that you might like that, just because it's so different.
1: It is different, and I didn't i did i I liked seeing it. I liked seeing something different, but it's so not a thing that I care to watch. I kind of come into cartoons for a bit of escapism um mm-hmm. and there aren't anything there isn't anything here that I feel is particularly enlightening or revealing about my own life like it doesn't there's there's no footholds for me in this
0: I see um no one to root for.
1: I don't. Well, I mean, first, most of the characters are pretty unlikable in my <laughs> <laughs> by my approximation. So yes, but there's also just no person for me to project myself onto, and there's no conflict or supernatural thing that I feel is all that interesting. So it's just there's a lot of these elements that uh, it seems like are what some people would like. Like I talked about fruits basket to a few people. Um, a couple of girls actually and they were You know kind of raving about it they were like I like it so much um, And I couldn't I couldn't understand why That was because just because it's not For me
0: yeah the the Not having a central Villain um, You know it, it one Does emerge and there is that um, You know some something To root against but it's a very Slow burn in this
1: So um, i they're not kinda... in a rush to get there I, I think that's maybe the problem that the biggest problem that I'm having, uh, because it, it feels like the plot lacks sufficient motivation.
0: There's not really a a plot for a lot of this. It's just Th- a no, bunch of my people point. getting together.
1: So this is something that it shares with the slice of life genre, which is that it's mundane realism, which attempts to capture like a naturalistic representation of real life. I mean, this is more focused on the relationships in in that, but. Um, it's still a lot of it's the anime version of like a still life painting you know it's just it's just something that i i kind of once i saw a still life painting i'm like okay so this is where pretension becomes too high for me to appreciate art got it (laughs) like i just it just wasn't it's just not for me yeah
0: you don't like fruit i get it (laughs) dude i know like eat an apple we're worried about you
1: (laughs) it's it's just, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to come up with a reason that uh, I don't, that there's nothing here for me, and there are things in other anime that I'm interested in, and I can't really let's, figure out what it is. Well, let's
0: describe the show in a little more detail, and maybe you'll hit on it. Sure. Let, let me
1: give you my rundown of what the plot is. Okay, sure. So, the main girl, Toru, who, by the way, every time I heard her name, I thought Jackie Chan Adventures, that big sumo wrestler guy. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the talisman um toru is a way too upbeat platonic ideal of a kind unassuming schoolgirl in japan Mm -hmm. and she meets a family whom transform into animals when hugged by a member of the opposite sex
0: and then she lives with them (laughs)
1: like the whole sentence makes it sound a lot more unwholesome than it actually is
0: yeah no it's so platonic though
1: it okay it is platonic but there's no reason for many of those facets to happen if it's purely platonic
0: This is one of those things that kind of grows and becomes more relevant as the show goes on. But they're really getting their bearings in the early episodes. Um, The reason that she ends up living with them is that her mom died in the past year. And now she's living like in a tent in the woods and working like as a maid to gain tuition to go to high school. So she's like this very down on her luck character, but she doesn't let it phase her.
1: I mean that's true, but I, I thought that she was a little bit too um, messianic for my tastes. Like, there's just too much perfect about her. You know, she's she's uh-huh. very she's too kind. She loves like she she's sort of like the messianic archetype of uh, like the perfect girlfriend or the perfect wife. Like yeah. her her hobbies and job are both cooking and cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> she loves cute cute animals and is always nice. Like.
0: She apologizes a lot. It's in a it's very just, cute way.
1: Yeah, and I get it. Like, I get, I get why that would be um, an attractive person to either watch or like project myself into. But it, it's just, it's a little bit too. She's a little too pristine for me to actually be able to relate
0: to in any meaningful way. So, she is really cool. And the people of the Soma family, the the Zodiac people really like her and even the ones that don't very quickly you know find reasons to but she doesn't actually fit in in the world very well like she she finds them and she finds acceptance but without them her life kind of does suck and so she even though yes she is held up as this very uh, Mary Sue excellent character she needs them just as much
1: I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, I, I think that she's, like, okay, she is living in the woods, and that's not great, but she's never, like, all that
0: disheartened, even before she meets the family. But then that's the point, is that she is finding positivity despite her struggles.
1: Right, but that's why she doesn't need them. Like, <laughs> they need her way more. Like, not the least of which is because she's cleaning their house for fucking free. Uh, right. And
0: solving all of their fa- familial troubles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, I think the theme of social ostracism is more important than you might be giving it because the title itself comes from this um, Japanese elementary school game uh, where a group of kids get names of fruits. And when that fruit is called, they run around. It's kind of like musical chairs. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they named the show this is because the main character, Toru, says that um, when she played this as a kid, other kids called her rice ball, which does not belong in a fruit basket. Oh, what if they called her tomato? <laughs> Get that big O tie in.
1: No, that's like, <laughs> no, but like just just like that's gotta be the ultimate diss in that game. Like you're trying <laughs> like, to you want to make fun of them, but you don't want to do it in a way that the teacher will catch. Like you're
0: technically a fruit, but like <laughs> yeah, But you, you don't belong. belong. A, you belong in a salsa. <laughs> Let's be real.
1: Yeah, it's and and that that theme does go some ways because it's more of a... like the rest of the story is more of like a uh, if you discount Toru, the rest of the story is the family who turns into the Zodiac things, just all kind of coming to terms with each other.
0: The show is about acceptance in a lot of ways, and the last arc really ties that that theme in.
1: I, I didn't see that far, so like I, I can't really speak to it, but it did strike me as just um this one person from outside the family giving them a fresh perspective on what their family actually means and helping them kind of kind of grow because of it
0: so so my understanding of the the manga is that it it goes into this a little more deeply in terms of her relationship with uh, Yuki who you know it's implied that there might be like a romance there fuck i fucking hate Yuki i know Yuki's but, the worst <laughs> but the reason why he's just he He's he <laughs> without a sword the reason why Toru is um you know played up so much is she is supposed to be this motherly figure right she's the mother that's true because a lot of the characters in the show have terrible or absent or dead parents and she is showing everyone like how important that role model is
1: yeah well let's let's talk about toru yeah okay so this is uh i i watched the dub um Toru was voiced by Laura Bailey, whom played Keiko in Yu Yu Hakusho, and also Lust from Full Metal Alchemist.
0: And a whole bunch of other stuff, too.
1: Oh, yeah. All of these characters are, like, Funimation, you know, um, mainstays.
0: Yeah, and she is an interesting protagonist in that she is very passive. A problem presents itself, and then she passively, like, she helps the other characters. She contributes, yeah. She helps them work through their interpersonal problems just by being a good role model.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of nice. I like that. A, my protagonist is not like so super in my face. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's working the sidelines. That's kind of cool. I just yeah. disliked how distilled a, a female, like a female archetype, she
0: is. I think it wouldn't work it's as well cool. if she ever got angry.
1: It's cool that she was put into the role of main protagonist while being in that female archetype, but. Like, I mean, I just feel like they could have leaned off the throttle a little bit. Like, her jobs and hobbies are cooking and cleaning.
0: Uh, Part of this this is due to the fact that we see her kind of halfway through her own personal plot arc because her mom died and she's really trying to live up to the ideals of her mother, this sort of generous spirit uh, and self-sufficiency.
1: I really wish I had seen more of that. I was excited in the first episode where she keeps on talking about her mom being dead and how that's kind of like giving her something to aspire for,
0: it quickly it quickly loses focus. That's probably why so many people have, you know, strong opinions on this anime is like they either really like it or like they liked it enough for the first few episodes to see through it all and it like the whole is more than the sum of the parts. Um but if you if you don't so. like it enough to get through that, I I don't know how much it would do for you to actually see more of it. I could I probably should have found like specific episodes you would enjoy. You would have enjoyed.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like the first five or so, I feel like gives me enough of a.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: But I, I was super into the, you know, what this is going to bring into her character as, you know, an orphan at her age, and now she's got other people to care for, and that's helping her kind of assuage her, um, either or her, her her own feelings of loss. Yeah. yeah so like, I could have, I could have done with many episodes of that i i can't really deal with episodes of oh i accidentally hugged him again oh he's a different kind of
0: animal i figured it out okay so you know how in a lot of shows like like in ham taro the the ham hams will have like (laughs) yes a a problem and laura will also have a problem and they kind of relate and by helping helping her with her problem they kind of learn about their own Mm -hmm. and you see this in a lot of shows this is different because Toru is coming to these realizations about other characters and helping them out, but she doesn't actually also have a problem like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. She's already fully she's done. developed. She's set. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really, does... I don't really care for that. Like, I I wish that she was also going through something that was uh, co- comparable. Her... Like maybe maybe she's. I mean, I guess that she—I I stopped just before an episode where she meets up with her grandfather or something. Maybe mm-hmm. that would have done something
0: for it. That was a good. That was actually yeah, a good one. But yeah. her her character doesn't grow so much as reiterates itself, and yeah. there is there is strength in that. Just seeing like, like an Undertale, like you can spare people, and that's cool. But the more you do it, the more meaningful it is. I think it's that kind of thing.
1: Mm, I think you're kind of overstating it. it. To to me, it just kind of seemed like, at first like once she got established she just became our third person narrator like it just didn't seem like she was an actual character anymore after a bit hmm. and then that's, yeah, fru- and that. that's and that's frustrating because i i originally liked what she brought
0: yeah i think the problem there is that you didn't like the other characters at all
1: all <laughs> well, the other characters are a huge problem <laughs> <laughs> like through and through um uh, should, should we talk about... Uh, let's talk about the other characters. Yeah,
0: let's, let's touch on all of them. Yeah, um, let's
1: talk about Yuki the rat.
0: Yeah, Prince Yuki. Oh, he's Jesus. the cool guy at school. He's so he he has this sort of this social affection that Toru doesn't have. But he's also a miserable asshole.
1: Um, he's not really an asshole. He's just miserable. <laughs>
0: he's this emo king.
1: He, he, he is. He's... he's he... Yeah, he's Prince of the Edgelords. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's voiced bit... by Eric Vale, whom yeah. I think is also someone in Yu Yu Hakusho. I think uh, the old he spirit was... detective or whatever.
0: He was uh, Sanji from One Piece. <sighs> I'm
1: sure he was. <laughs> that dude. That dude's eyebrows
0: creep me out. Charlie was telling me the other day that uh, if you took all of the episodes of One Piece and played them in a row with like getting rid of the recaps, getting rid of the theme song, just blocks of plot it would last for over a week.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty long, long a week running straight. <laughs> I uh I just to go off track for a second. I recently saw that uh um one of my favorite YouTubers was uh kind of talking about uh, Naruto and uh, the highs mm-hmm. and lows of the series. And I didn't watch that one, but he did a different video talking about how the final combat is actually like an excellent piece of um an excellent piece of action and conflict. Um, which is which? Like surprised a lot of people because like Naruto is kind of like habitually lambasted for being garbage and filler, right? But, um, I, I would be interested in seeing like the high points of One Piece because <laughs> I think there is some there. I, I watched a good amount of it and eventually just like got sick of waiting for good things to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, no I it's can see that interesting. Um, um, yeah, back to back to Yuki. Yeah, I, so I, is this. So this is like the clearest piece of evidence for this show is targeted to middle school girls right
0: oh yeah because he's like so dreamy exactly yeah
1: he's so awful so, so uh, one one thing that i like to try doing is uh imagine that he's actually a robot that's trying to emulate human speech patterns yeah. <laughs>
0: Cause cause, Cause he's trying too hard <laughs> to be the cool guy that doesn't care
1: <laughs> and it's sort of motivated because if any girls hug him then you know the jig is up
0: yeah, he'll turn into a mouse, um, so he can't let them.
1: A rat, even worse.
0: <laughs> yes, of course.
1: Be- better to me, but um, but yeah, he he. So he can't let himself get too close to people, but he's also like just insufferably calm. Like he's trying way too hard, and I hate his perpetual soft face. Yeah, it's just. Man, I, I just hate his archetype and I understand that it's an important one in like um as like, you know, an object of desire for that age group.
0: Uh No, for, you don't get it, Ben. For like, young girls, he seems calm on the outside, but inside there's a torment.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah a tornado of emotions in there. <laughs> yeah, I just and, and that's frustrating. Uh, it's just it just because of how archetypical it is. Like uh, like Toru, he wasn't really a character to me. He just Yeah. He just made other people upset and that was his function in the show.
0: Yeah, he he was easily my least favorite main character.
1: Yeah. There is actually one one to his credit, there is actually one really nice thing, the way you say, like, you know, he's a deep torrent of emotions on the inside. So um w- there's actually an elegant way that he sometimes shows weakness. If he turns into a rat, then all all the delimiters go down. Like he, hes allowed to showcase his emotions in those cases. His eyes get that weird sheen that anime mm. characters do. That yeah, sh- yeah. shows that I'm—I'm ah, I'm having feelings right now, which—which <laughs> <laughs> which is not a thing that he would have on the outside.
0: Right. He's learned how to compose himself as a human and avoid situations to become a rat. So he hasn't learned how to you know control himself as a rat. And and let me uh, let me go a little bit farther on this
1: because. He, him being archetypical, is not a main major problem in the show in general, but because I had so little else to focus on, it became more frustrating than it otherwise would be. Mm hmm. Like, uh, he's showcased a lot of the time, and a lot of the real estate goes to why he has emotions, and he's just such an in- uninteresting character that, like, all of the anime shorthand that I get from this archetype is more bothersome than it would be in something like Tenshi Muyo, where at least <laughs> at least there's, like, other stuff I can focus on. It's not good stuff, but it's something to grab onto.
0: Right, He's he's too bland to be, like... The show kind of tries to make him the love interest and the main character and this person who has these inner conflicts and outer conflicts, and it just, he, it just doesn't work. No, it really doesn't. You're trying, you're trying to stretch the the silly putty too thin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to even pick up, like, that's not going to pick up newsprint.
0: No. It's all Um, dusty. What? I don't know. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Um, and... The only emotion we really see from him is anger in terms of his relationship with uh, Keo, who, who is the cat from the Chinese zodiac. And they go into this whole thing about how the cat's not really in the zodiac. He was, <laughs> was so stupid. He was historically <laughs> tricked by the mouse. And so now they have like, that. Hatred like the there. dumbest thing ever. What? What about it?
1: Well, where do I get started? One, <laughs> they 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 had to make a cat into this because we already have a rat and a dog, and we have to complete the ensemble. <laughs> Two, cats are big in Japan, so like you know Hello Kitty and the like, and like uh, so we have to have one of those. Three. Toru
0: won't shut up about the Chinese zodiac specifically because the cat's not in it. Right, right. It's that whole like ostracism thing. Like
1: I, yeah, and I get the ostracism thing, but just fucking lay off the cat thing. <laughs> like I get it, I get it. You don't have to talk about cats every time you talk about ostracism. They're not equivalent. <laughs>
0: what, what did you What did you think about Kyo aside from that? I kind of liked him actually. He, was, he he was a little bit more bearable. I recommend like maybe reading a plot summary and then jumping into the last few episodes because they do a lot with his character so um he's voiced by jerry jewell who
1: is uh claire stanfield from baccana which was great the young conductor i gotta find the young conductor
0: and uh also jimmy kudo yeah that's right <laughs> yep which is pretty great and he is also still an asshole
1: yeah, he, he's he's kind of your stereotypical like hot blooded anime character fighter protagonist thing. So yeah, he's he's like, set up in direct Hirameshi. opposition to Yuki. He's um, a baki no grappler. He's he's every character in anime who's brash and hot blooded, etc.
0: Right. Um, Um, And that automatically makes him more interesting.
1: The hardest thing for him is apologizing. And if only he (laughs) could be strong enough to face his problems. And like, again, he's an archetype, but he's one that I enjoyed more because he was at least he had a dramatic range in how he right like
0: approached things. Having having Toru as the role model works way better for Kiyo because she's not that active. And so trying to get Yuki to be more open doesn't play as well as trying to calm Kyo down.
1: That's a really good way to put it, yeah. I, I agree. Like, he's very proactive, and everything that he does turns to, to ashes, but... Um... Yeah,
0: oh, he's he wants and tries so hard to be, like, like, like be in a martial arts anime, and he's yeah. just not. I know, it's so great. <laughs> I actually like that a lot. It's like, I went into the mountains to train with my sensei. I could turn into this, you know, battle cat. yeah okay
1: (laughs) so he's actually more of a a slice of life character than an actual romance character from what I Uh can tell because a lot of the time when we're looking at him it's him you know uh, screaming at other people who are screaming at him in turn because Uh screaming is just how things get resolved in anime sometimes and something weird happens when you try to distill everything in an average life into its most concentrated form so he's like this brash, hot-blooded dude. And everybody else is calm. So...
0: So he looks even more out of control and pissed off over so nothing. He
1: becomes this weird caricature of himself. Uh-huh. Where, um... Like, and, and this is not the only character who does that. These, the three, like, uniformly awful, like, Debbies who make fun of Toru for being close to y- Prince Yuki or something like that.
0: God, I hate the Prince Yuki fan club. The,
1: yeah, they, it's like a weird cult. Like... <laughs> They're not characters, right? Like, they become this weird caricature of things that would bother uh, middle school girls, right? Right. And so, like, whenever you do that, yes, I like Kyo as, like, a focus for my attention, but he's so, he's so, like, raised to this platonic ideal of... You know, wants to be in a martial arts anime character.
0: Yeah, pissed off Kyo is much less interesting than subtly irked Kyo.
1: Yeah, or or like sullen and defensive Kyo. Yeah, uh, and just talking about how that he has multiple modes
0: makes him <laughs> so much better than Yuki. Yeah, and the three of them have this uh, love triangle, which uh, I'll, I'll take your
1: know. I'll take your word on it. We I was still like in the. Opening Salvo, where they were all kind of just learning to adapt to each other.
0: Well, like I said, Yuki ends up seeing Toru more as a mother figure, and I think it's supposed to be Keo and uh, Toru at the end.
1: That's what I—that's what I read up on. Um, which is, I don't think that the anime was trying to. It was was particularly trying to make that happen in the early in the early stages because it didn't come across. It just kind of came across as Toru wants to be close to this whole family because she. Has to fill the void of no family in her
0: life. Yeah, you so, you stopped like right before it started getting really good.
1: <laughs> that's not a that's not a strong point in its favor. That the first four <laughs> episodes are all just garbage that you got to get through, <laughs> wading yeah. through this pool of garbage. Because well, didn't then it's clean a complicated
0: it plot. You need to give the audience time to adjust.
1: It's not a complicated <laughs> plot.
0: <laughs> they have to go out and get the talismans. Oh, there's facets. There is one nice thing
1: about Kyo and Yuki is that they're constantly in this like verbal spat right yeah so they that they, I that I didn't mind
0: they hate each other and it's explored further that this really does stem from the zodiac curse and like you know rat and cat destined to fight yeah okay like yeah, again just quit it with the zodiac shit <laughs> <laughs> they got on my nerves
1: so much every time That toad was like this is a lot like the Chinese zodiac like they're people. <laughs> we already uh, know what they're feeling it's cool
0: watch those last few episodes it, it, it'll give you some more context we'll see uh but yeah. i i do like the what
1: uh Kyo and yuki bring out in each other even though i don't like yuki in general because he's just fucking awful
0: oh yeah when you can get him to, to break and start yelling it's like, an, like yeah yeah it's <laughs> an angry beavers
1: moment right it's like the he's the only because like uh Kyo is the cousin right cousin um, skeeter no, no, he's the cousin in this family. <laughs> and And he is staying at the house now. So, like, in addition to Toru coming in, Kyo is coming in, and it's like... It's, it's you know, if it was just Yuki and Shigure, who are, like, the two kind of keepers of this household, mm-hmm. like, no conflict arises because they are both secure in that relationship. When you add these new elements in, it's kind of just, like, every, all the... Uh, all the characters are just kind of smacking into each other, and that's that's what kind of fuels each episode is them smacking into each other in these new and interesting ways.
0: But then they sit down and talk about their feelings, Ben.
1: I remember you recommending this show to me because you were impressed by how like easily people work through their, their their conflicts, which yeah. initially appealed to me, and then when I saw it happen, I was a little bit unimpressed. <laughs> Because it just—it was an opportunity for—I don't know—it it wasn't poorly done. It just wasn't that big of a. I it was, it was solving a problem that I didn't actually have.
0: Have you ever seen the play uh, Bat Boy? No. It's about this. It also like, sounds fake. Side, it's a, sidebar. Well, it's about that uh, fake news, like uh, Bat Boy found strange. Oh child, yeah, mutant. like
1: uh, like uh, tabloids.
0: Yeah, so like the play is about, twin baby. you know the Bat Boy who was found in a cave and then they raised him as human and you know, long story short, everybody dies. <laughs> All right, and oh, sure. <laughs> the problem in the play, and I saw the play around the same time that I saw Fruits Basket for the first time, and it it turned on this thing in my head where like, oh, I I don't like it when the source of conflict is people not understanding each other because in Bat Boy, what happens is. Everyone's motivations are very clear and even understandable, but they never talk about them. And so there's just so many needless needless death and needless heartbreak and the social ostracism. And it just, it irked me forever. Just talk it out, man. Exactly. And then I watch this show and Toru sees like, oh, he's hurting because of this. I should say this. And then they calm down and have, like, they have a snack. It's so beautiful. I don't know. I don't know what about it appeals to me so much.
1: I, I don't disagree. I think that that is a good way to, like, they, that there is something irritating when all characters have perfect information except for what the other person is thinking, and everything would be resolved if they only had all of the information available to that. And it, there's this comedy of errors, which is, you know, yeah. sometimes overplayed, and Kind of introduces needless strife into a relationship that doesn't actually need one. I, I get why sidestepping that irritating contrivance would be would be useful and and uh, kind of a relief. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it, it, so it was like it was clearing the cobwebs away from something that was just bare underneath.
0: Like oh, uh, you don't think there was enough there?
1: Like then working out their relationship troubles in this calm, collected way left nothing. There's nothing. Left after you get rid of the relationship troubles um
0: i don't i don't know
1: like what what does the resolution bring to the table that the conflict wouldn't
0: um like in terms of they like i mean you have to resolve a conflict you yeah you, you do so, but like so what like the and i don't care fully what fully resolved nature of it
1: it's not so much that they have to get to a resolution and after the resolution, I care what happens. It's more like, what am I looking for beyond the conflict resolution? If, if you like mm-hmm. get rid of the conflict resolution aspect of these relationships, what exactly am I watching?
0: Oh, so you didn't sense that there was any like connection between these characters except in their conflicts. Kind of, yeah. I can see what, that. What and, is the
1: relationship from Yuki to Shigure? Can you tell me that? No. Because so there's was, no conflict between them, ever.
0: I, I, this was why I was curious to see what you thought about it and, and why I recognize, like, not everybody would like this show, is I'm kind of okay with that. um, Because to me, their relationships, you know, the, the Zodiac people have that relationship regardless. You know, and I would like to see them live together somewhat happily rather than you know have it be a constant source of tension but it
1: yeah i i don't know i just
0: because because like the interpersonal spats that they have are much smaller than their curse which you know maybe it doesn't sound that bad but they play it up over time. Yeah, no, and, you, you
1: do get the feeling fairly early and, on why but, it's such a big deal. And
0: and Toru's presence helps them work through the little things so that they can address the the big problem in their lives. And I don't know, like that sort of clearing mm-hmm. away of of the things that don't matter so that they can grow as people. I, I I guess that it wasn't really as clearly communicated and that I might have read a little too much into it. But it really, I don't know, it had no, that, that satisfying... It had that satisfying flow.
1: Yeah, that that makes some sense to me. It it just uh, in the episodes that I watched, they never. And I'm not got trying to change it. your mind here. No, it's <laughs> I, okay. In, in the episodes that I watched, I just never got around to the part where they were trying to tackle the big problems. Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. just all kind of that they were independently kind of coming to terms with their own emotions, and that was that was all that was happening. Did, did
0: you watch long enough to hear about um, Akito?
1: Yeah, I got like vague references to some like god of the zodiac but uh, like nothing he didn't show up
0: yeah so akito is this character who's just sort of pissed off because uh he's not an animal he's like the jade emperor that started the zodiac race this is the plot's so dumb zane (laughs) no i know but his curse is like he's very frail and he will die very young And so he's pissed off at everyone who will take the zodiac away from him because the other no the other this is such a good anime
1: villain his his motivations are so dumb
0: (laughs) no the other curse of the zodiac is that they all have to fully obey him.
1: I love I love an anime villain whose all of their motivations are like purely abstract. (laughs) Like, <laughs> there's nothing tying them to the world they're just all about I want to achieve the perfect harmony with this one ideal that I have like <laughs> she, they're not trying to be in a happy like marriage or like you know win this contest or like pr- or like uh, cultivate a skill and publish a book or something like that they're all like trying to like
0: conquer this platonic ideal yeah no they're they're the thing that they think they want isn't what will actually make them happy
1: yeah I mean, yeah, sure. It's just like, <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever. <laughs> like,
1: I, I don't know. Like, I, I, and that's not in a, a, like my reaction. There is not immaterial to part of why I didn't like this show. It's like the you're mentioning like the conflict avoidance is like a this is a good mechanism. It's a good alternative mechanism for what we usually see, and for that I give it credit. I give it credit for the novelty of clearing away the cobwebs and the relationships. But my reaction to them doing that was, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I mm-hmm. just I just didn't care about them enough.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. And I think it's interesting that we can have such different responses based on, like, how much credit we're willing to give the series and how much we care about the characters. Yeah. And that sort of cascades into a larger, like, I liked it, I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that um, I, there were things that you brought to my attention that I, I hadn't considered um, that are definitely I- I- enamoring me to a couple of the characters more. Certainly not Yuki. Um, but, you know, Tor- Toru is less, you know, plastic <laughs> chibi figurine on a shelf to me now. Yeah. So that's that's something.
0: Uh, speaking Let's, of characters, we yeah. should talk about uh, Shigure.
1: Yeah, which I thought was a female name because it is in Kenichi, the world's greatest disciple. But mm-hmm. it's fine. Uh, he's a dog man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh he he's voiced by john bergmeyer who played karama in yu yu haka show
0: and I'm, i loved it because when i f- so this, first yeah. heard this show i'm like oh shit this, <laughs> i know all these voices where do i know them from
1: <laughs> what uh, if
0: i simply didn't care he is this classic pervy grandpa except he's young <laughs> like 30 yeah he's this young adult novelist and he is sort of this comic relief you know, he's already come to terms with the fact that, like, guys, nothing, none of, none of this interpersonal bullshit actually matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, let's just make sure that we get, you know, I'm just, I'm just making sure that everyone is relatively happy. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't have the proactive fix-everything nature that Toru does. He's just like, ah, as long as they're fed, like, <laughs> you know... You know. <laughs> Um and he is like the only pure truly acceptable character. <laughs> I just yeah. I disliked everybody else for various reasons. Not like enough to make me hate them while they were on screen except for Yuki, but like Kyo has problems, Toru has problems. he he doesn't have problems, probably because he doesn't just he just doesn't show up that much.
0: I was so happy any time he did show up.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, the voice is great and I just
0: enjoyed There's um there's a whole episode. It's like a spring cleaning kind of thing, mm-hmm. and the whole episode, like the plot, is his um, editor is trying to get him to submit like his writing, mm-hmm. and he just keeps playing pranks on her and making her feel like shit for not like for having to go back on her word because her writer doesn't have his thing ready. And then at the end, he like hands her a folder like I had this done weeks ago. I just <laughs> I just wanted to be an asshole. This is so awesome. <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah that, that that's pretty great i mean like
1: uh, and because like uh, we, we don't have any conflict in him but the character is better than the need for conflict or, or anything like that like it just so he he is playing this function that is purely comedic right
0: yeah very sarcastic
1: very sarcastic. He only shows up when some com like someone needs to say an offhanded comment that draws the absurdity of the situation into focus, mm-hmm. um, and in those moments, the slice of life slash shoujo like comedy portion of it becomes very apparent. Whenever he shows up, you're like, "I'm I'm about to laugh, and it's going to be fun, <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy it."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and those are the parts that I could connect with because those are what I'm used to in cartoons.
0: Yeah and i i i i like it even better cuz um you know later on we see some more action and more serious from him and it's so much more effective when he's putting on a serious face than when yuki's putting on a serious face
1: yeah <laughs> cuz it's actually like cuz it's actually contrasting how he usually is
0: yeah well, like he he's a person
1: yeah exactly exactly <clears throat>
0: Did did you see any other characters of interest? None that I liked, no. There were they they brought in some different um There other was that one the paper boy. There's only a couple that they didn't
1: show. <laughs> there's that one paperboy who just showed up, hugged someone and they turned into a pig and then he ran away. Yeah. <laughs> I li- I like him.
0: Um but there's a number of the Zodiac family who's just like I don't know, there were episodes where they introduced them and they're kind of assholes and just, I hate them.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think that you need them because it as I stated and I think this is the way I'm going to be approaching this show in general is that um, what you need to do to make plot happen to make anything happen to make the show happen is that you introduce characters that introduce some sort of conflict and right I trust that the conflict will be resolved in a mature way but until we get a point at which that's necessary the show can't do anything so the the solution to that is to add another character Right. To to in you introduce this variable into like in Angry Beavers we talked about how like they have this sort of holding pattern Norbert and Daggett have this holding pattern where they just exist around each other and for the most part that's okay and when you introduce new variables it sets them both off and they have to kind of renegotiate how they how they can coexist and that yeah and that's sort and of happening this, here
0: yeah in this show it's actually very easy to have just an episode of somebody new comes in and you have to see how the dynamic shifts because the stakes are always like this person's feelings. Yeah.
1: Which is very nice, actually. I really like that that's that's as far as it goes.
0: Oh god, it's so nice to not have a robot battle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, it's weird because I'm like agreeing and disagreeing on the same point. But like, this idea that we just talk through our feelings is really great in one way and really just kind of not enough in this other way. Right. But I like how much of like standard anime bullshit, we can manage to eschew just from having that be our resolution mechanism.
0: Yeah. Um, did you uh, take note of Toru's uh, friends at school?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there's like this one kind of tomboy alpha bitch kind of character, and who, who like butts heads with Keio. For- yeah, and-
0: she's like an American or something. I think, yeah. That's <laughs> excuse.
1: Oh yeah, because uh, she's got blonde hair.
0: Yeah, and the other one has these weird psychic electric powers. Just, just don't even. I'm just...
1: They had a whole episode Please. on that, Ben. Did they really? What is? Yeah. Damn it, fruits basket! I'm trying to give you credit here. <laughs> it's just.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. it, sound, it sounds like for every legitimate compliment you have for this show, there's like five minor things <laughs> where you're like, just oh, "Didn't need to do this."
1: Yeah, like, and I think that's just bringing us back to the point that we keep coming back to which is this show is like well crafted but it's using materials that i hate (laughs) it's also like the uh so if we if if we can go into tone and genre a little bit yeah um, the school girl kind of like the entire school mechanism kind of bring out this idea um that it, it that the function of the mundane plot, like the mundane characters, the ones who don't turn into animals for bullshit Zodiac reasons, they are mostly, um, th- I mean, they're non-people, right? They're just, they're, they're characters in a school. They're, they're archetypes in a school.
0: They're the most annoying characters in another anime that is the background plot of this one.
1: Uh, they are they, like, so... Th- If slice of Life or Shoujo is going for what we fantasize about our life to be, I'm talking about our as in, like, the intended demographic for this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. You and me.
1: What we want... What we want is... (laughs) You and
0: me as Japanese schoolgirls. I gotcha.
1: What we want is... (laughs) Notice me, Senpai. If... If what we want is to be placed in a in a world wherein our feelings are validated, wherein the things that plague our everyday life are called out on being as cruel as they are, and where all the boys pay us the attention we rightly deserve. Yes. So uh or or girls or like, you know, you know, sisterly people. So what we have here in the school life is a distillation of what we want our school life to be. All of the Mm -hmm. annoying Kind of praise Yuki fan club cult is these like straw men of uh, oh. of of like annoying bully girl in middle school and yeah, those all of our people friends, who don't have this
0: rich inner life that I have
1: exactly. Um, they're debbies, right? Um, mm-hmm. In an oblong sense of the word, and all of our friends are these empowered, unique people who want to stand up
0: for us, right? And this. This sense of, like, my emotions matter the most yeah, um, comes through in the fact that a lot of the lines in this show are this inner monologue of characters working through their emotions and having Toru kind of guide them and put positive perspectives on things. What's really So, like, nothing really changes. They just feel better about it. So what's really cool is that the, you have these two different places where Toru
1: is doing that. You, you have it at school, where she's kind of focused on herself, and then you have it at home, where she's focused on the men right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure which works better. I think it works better when she's focusing on the men because it brings back the whole idea that she's just kind of this support system that they all need in order to come to terms with their family and, like, appreciating their own family. But when she's at school, it's so not
0: good. (laughs) Her her time at Soma House is more interesting kind of intrinsically. Yeah. um, Because we have more interesting characters and more interesting plot contrivances and her monologue
1: is more interesting when it when she's third person narrating about other people omnisciently than talking about herself
0: but you need to see her at school to recognize that she also has problems that she's working through she's just a lot better at it than everyone else no
1: zane she doesn't (laughs) she has no problems in her life
0: oh come on now the debbies don't like her (laughs)
1: saying she no she has no problem also her, her parents
0: are dead and she lived in a tent
1: <laughs> this is the thing she yeah but she doesn't my that's not a problem in her eyes
0: uh-huh it's
1: not i never saw her express grief she's like i miss my mom and that's as far as it went
0: her her mother is she, a very real presence in her life i agree uh, but
1: she uses it as like a motivation to be a good person she doesn't it's not a problem that she's solving. It's just a role model for her to look up it's, to.
0: It's inspiration, yeah.
1: Right. What I'm saying, though, is that she... This is this is the weird thing about having our main character entirely removed from any need for resolution. Like, her problems in life, exclusively, uniformly and exclusively, are that the men she's around feel bad. That yeah. is all she that is all she tries to fix. Yeah. So whenever we focus on her, it is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, that's why I wanted more kind of inner conflict on her end. And it sometimes happens when like Kyo will yell at her and she has to kind of reorient to like, is this really like, why is he doing this? She doesn't kind of understand the grief that she's getting, but it's so rare.
0: So, so you got to say she was she was more of a, a force of nature than a person. It's so rare that her feelings matter,
1: Zane. It's <laughs> so rare. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah which, which is a shame. And, and it's it's actually kind of I think I'm overstating how relevant it is like because I, I think I still appreciated the omniscient perspective on these characters who aren't willing to talk about their feelings. like that's kind of a nice balance.
0: Yeah. they uh, won't talk I,
1: about them, so this girl who's, you know, tangential to them can. That's okay. I was
0: kind of okay that they didn't, you know, that a lot of times nothing really happened. Um, because the show jumps into different genre conventions of, of other anime genres in order to create this emotional undercurrent that, like, draws you into how sappy the moment is. So... I- I don't they wanna... will have those like big drawn out or, or like played up martial arts battles they will have weird like game shows in the middle like they break the fourth wall in weird and unexpected ways and I don't I don't kind of don't know how to deal with it but it keeps it from being monotonous at least from what I could see
1: so the, I want to come back to that in a second but i do want to state that um uh <clears throat> ah sorry I, I
0: lost my train of thought no that's okay i've been I've been spouting a lot. No, that's
1: fine. Um, What was I going to say? Eh, I I don't know. I I, I think I'm kind of running circles around Toru at this point. But let's go into your point, which is that they use all these different genre conventions to keep it a little bit snappy. This leads into the animation of the show, and I think it's its strongest suit. Yeah. Because it's engaging, and it's not engaging in a way that I particularly care for because it's all, like, anime shorthand stuff that I am kind of... It it doesn't really add anything, and most of it is too cutesy and annoying for me. You know, I I can see that people swooning and their legs turn into spaghetti or their faces turn into like little emoticons, things like that. I like
0: it because it it you know breaks the fourth wall and plays with these, but not enough to make it that kind of show.
1: So it it I think you're right. If if it was just that, and I think some slice of life anime get by on just that, it would be annoying. It is a minor thing that they do sometimes in, and, and they do, they do like weird little genre animation beats in other ways as well. Like, um, that one girl who has electrical powers has like lightning bolts coming out of her head when she's using ESP or something. I'm like, that's pretty ridiculous, but at least it's like not a thing that's in every anime.
0: Yeah. Or and like sometimes like a rice ball will walk across the screen, say something random, and then we'll, it's a scene transition.
1: Uh, I, I didn't see any of that one. It's um, pretty
0: unpredictable.
1: But, or, like, uh, the people acting like the animals that they're supposed to be. It goes a long way for me. Like, Kyo they, will sit they like a cat. kind of don't, though. Kyo will sit like a cat. Um, Yuki will be all, like, kind of skittish a lot of the time. Uh-huh. And uh, Shigure is just kind of always kind of sitting hunched over, kind of just, like, with a dopey smile on his face. Like, they kind of do. It's not that uniform, they, but it does. They happen. physically
0: match it. I don't know if their personalities do.
1: Mm, Kyo's does. <laughs> well, yeah. Like you can see his hackles getting raised. Um, he's got like that hair that kind of reminds you of cat ears.
0: Like here's here's a. It's not a, a thing. lot, but it's something. Here, here's a character you might not have seen. It uh, voiced by you know whoever do, uh, does Yusuke. Sure. And this character has like a nice like very kind side and a more angry kind of hoodlum side that he switches between and gets into fights with uh keo but he's also very devoted what animal is that ben
1: uh i'm sorry one more time
0: (laughs) yeah he's he's basically got this split personality
1: uh hmm, split personality let's see uh tiger incorrect well, that's what Jackie Chan Adventurous tells me.
0: I'm aware. Okay. No, he is in fact the cow, um, because <laughs> cows have white right. and black spots, yeah, and sense. he has a white and black personality. Oh,
1: sure, yin and yang. I gotcha. But like, why not?
0: Why not?
1: <laughs> Same, this, is, this is the problem with using your zodiac? Just just makes no sense. Like, I, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. It's like it's kind of inconsistent.
0: Uh, but but speaking of the animation, they do very much match the clothes that they wear.
1: Do they? I love what they're wearing. I wasn't, I even, I wasn't, wearing. Even, like, I wasn't even looking at it. Yuki has this
0: very slim, tidy outfit. I fucking hate has, his tiny tie. Kyo has messy hair and cargo shorts. Uh, Shigure is always in his old-fashioned robes. Yeah, that's true. It, it's a modern Japanese chic
1: kind of look. Yeah. No, it does uh, look good now that you mention it.
0: I, I just love, I love the clothes.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting thing to hear from you, because I, I don't think that's a thing that we commonly focus on. I, I don't. I, the oh, only the time fact- I focused on it was I, I when I was hating Yuki's little slim tie, <laughs> like he's trying to pose for the cover of GQ.
0: Oh, look at how slim that t- the guy's tie is. What, you think you're better than me?
1: <laughs> that is that's that is exactly what my internal monologue was, as represented <laughs> by this girl who's standing next to me.
0: Oh, look at this asshole. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Also, you slipped into Kuwabara for a second, and now I'm thinking about how much better of a character Kuabara is than any of these characters.
0: <laughs> he wouldn't fit, Ben. What? He wouldn't fit in this show. No, I know. But he's such a better character. Um, let's see here.
1: So uh, I wanted to say something that I had not mentioned, um, and I don't want it to go by the wayside. Every so often, one of these heart-to-heart conversations that they had is actually really interesting and insightful. Like even yeah, No, that's what I like about even it. Even the worst characters have really good insight.
0: Do you remember a specific example?
1: I do. Yuki had this one conversation about how he's he's talking about how he noticed Kyo playing card games and kind of getting in everyone's face and everything like that, and he expressed like intense jealousy because he knows that he's actually like re- in- he's very nice to people because he's got this intense desire to be accepted. So he doesn't phrase that being nice. He's phrasing it as being extremely selfish because he's doing it to get what he wants because it's an act. Right. I'm like, that's not what your character says. <laughs> your character says, <laughs> hey. like,
0: I'm so alone. <laughs> so, Stop like, making me not hate you.
1: I-, I know. It's just like, and I still hate him intensely. Because of the tie. Mostly the tie. but um, <laughs> It's a big part. I- it's, it's, you can't ignore the tie. It's it's power tie, Um, but it's it's a side of him that I wasn't aware of, and and it was like the very it was one of the very few relatable moments that I had. Uh Like when that when that came up, I was suddenly super invested in his character, and I wasn't before because he said nothing that had would ever interest me.
0: Mm -hmm. I I can't think of any examples, but I I think I zoomed in on those more often.
1: Yeah, and like, maybe because I
0: have a lower bar for what I consider insightful.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it's not so much insightful as it is like relatable. Like, I just couldn't relate to anything Yuki or Toru or Kyo was. Maybe Kyo to a minor extent, um, but like, I couldn't relate to any of these characters. It made it very hard to watch. So I was, when you take away the relatability of characters in a character development show, I, I can't get anywhere. I was just. I was going from Karama scene to Karama scene, hoping for some, like, physical comedy to get me through it. Uh But when that moment happened, I suddenly realized what exactly I was trying to watch for.
0: And it it, it just didn't happen
1: again after that.
0: It strikes me as interesting that um, the way that Yuki was looking at Kiyo's, like, intentions and stuff, it sounds like he was, like, sizing him up. Mm. And like infiltrating his um, intentions, sure. whereas when Toru does it, it's it's a much more like open, like oh, I can sense his soul. He's opening up to me subconsciously. Excuse uh, me.
1: Now, now I think that I'm. Now I think that you might be going a little too far with it. Uh, I I didn't see it that way. I kind of just thought it that Yuki was well, it's, had a moment, have... a rare moment of Toru like insight into another person.
0: Well, you can see it in their eyes, like the male characters saying, have what are you very, turning into
1: You're talking no, about the, souls and
0: eyes the male characters have much narrower eyes toru's are, are big and open and that's kind of how they view each other with a little bit of suspicion toru is just very open and accepting of them
1: that is, that is interesting like that's what makes her so perceptive and such an effective third-party narrator i suppose
0: yeah because she doesn't have that emotional baggage against any of them
1: at the same time i can't give it that much credit because it is also just an anime
0: staple Yes. So that, like that's why I didn't. I'm not backing it up any further than that.
1: Yeah. Like you go into anything else. Like if you go into Yu-Gi-Oh, they all, all the men have like these weird, like narrow, like intense, like Clint Eastwood gaze eyes. And A lot then, of eyeliner. Yeah. They all, all wear an eyeliner. They they're all dolled up and ready to go battle. Um. And then like I, I don't know. The only female character in it, Teya, I guess, had gigantic round eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's just anime. I think, that's just, I think that's just how anime is. Yeah, you could be right there. And it might also be the case in those anime that the women are generally more accepting. And I guess, I mean, that does kind of follow the gender conventions that we're working with. So you might be right, but it's also not unique to this show. That's fair. Like it, it might just be recollecting a larger issue in, uh, in Japanese animation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad to be awakened to it. That's something I can take to the bank.
0: You have any other uh, points about the animation?
1: No, not really. Uh, I, I think it was generally animated pretty well. I mean, like the backgrounds were not great, but
0: I, I liked I liked the setting. I like the nature pieces.
1: I, so it, as far it as felt this, very open and given that we're in nature, I'm free. okay with it. But it is frustrating that every anime that we watch, where the main thing is people, they feel the need to, for it to take place in like a japanese <laughs> style forest. house in the forest
0: yeah <laughs>
1: it, it's just it makes me roll my eyes that's why i liked sailor moon a lot i was like what i'm in a city that's right <laughs> but then i go to ray's house and i'm like oh i'm in a temple again jeez <laughs> tired of these temples <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think that might be like a just kind of um i think that's just romanticized the default. In, oh, okay, in, yeah. in japanese cultures. Like, that's where they go on vacations. They go to, like, bathhouses in the mountains or something, at least
0: as far as anime tells me. <laughs> it's a more contemplative Environment. location.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, I always like it when people are in a city. Like, there's, uh, in Durarara, this is really good. They Everything takes place in the city. Mm-hmm. So you get kind of a feeling of the nightlife and the gangs that prowl the city. And it's, like, this constant pressure on you. And it's good for this series not to have that because the only thing you're focusing is on is your family, and that's very intimate and removed from society in general. Um, but it is something that I see a lot of, and I'm just sick of it. So.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. It is It is very nicely, like, drawn, and it's, like, a comfortable setting, though. Oh, man, and when Yuki is talking about how he was growing this vegetable patch, I just wanted to punch his stupid face. <laughs>
0: It's. Uh, I, f- it's I fucking trade. hate him so bad. <laughs> I, I just think that we should revere Mother, Mother Nature. You know, it's like mm.
1: <laughs> they give us they give us so much. She gives us life, and we, we thank her with, with with nothing. And I think that's unfair. Don't you?
0: God damn it, Blush! Keep...
1: <laughs> I fucking hate him so bad. <laughs> um, let's go, um, go into music and sound.
0: Late motifs.
1: Oh my God, Zane! It's so, this is the worst thing in the whole show what those bells those like marimba chime bells when someone's yeah. about to introspect those bells start playing and I'll, I'll clip them in here it's so frustrating
0: i like it well, how do you like it it sounds like it's trying to make fun of itself then the music in this anime like remember in case closed they use the same themes every episode to convey the emotions it's less consistent than that and the music isn't as varied but it it does draw you into the emotion of the scene
1: it doesn't draw me into shit it (laughs) doesn't draw me into anything Uh, every so here audience listen this is what happens toru talks to a person person could be Kyo, yuki whatever her mom it doesn't matter uh person says something yeah even her mom It doesn't matter um Person says something, kind of revealing part of their personality. I just wish I was stronger for blah 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 because I'm never belonging. And then then the music starts playing, and then she states her opinions on the person. I guess Keo really feels left out, much like the Chinese zodiac, where the (laughs) cat is. (laughs) This is like my least favorite part of anything. It, It was. It became a warning to me that things were going to be super sappy and then take a weird right turn into the zodiac
0: it does play a little heavy in it that does it yes. so often it doesn't always do it but the music itself is nice it's, i don't think
1: cool. that theme was good at all
0: really that chi- well they have that they weird have a few different ones that are kind of similar uh,
1: i only heard the one
0: um i i think the one you're thinking of is called secret it it mm. It's like this haunting chime melody.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think we're talking um, about the same the same piece of music.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't huge on that one, but I liked I liked a lot of the other pieces. I liked, um, uh, like they have this softer piece for when they have emotional resolutions, and all these pieces are very light. They have like a couple of orchestral instruments at a time. They put you in a mood. A lot of string t- uh, string quartet, and. I don't know, like, that music is key for me to, like, pay more attention to the to the show, because, like, they're going to sum up the emotional ambiance.
1: Eh. It just, it just didn't get that far for me. I think the only one that I noticed was the chime one and pissed me off so bad that I just wasn't... I had nothing else
0: made that much of an impact. How did you feel about the, uh, like, intro and ending themes?
1: <laughs> the intro theme is... I liked it more than I had intended to like it. It's so comfortable. It's like hot chocolate in the winter. <laughs> I-, I didn't take it quite that far, but it is like it's trying to calm me down. I, I didn't want to be calmed down, but it still worked.
0: <laughs> you had so much piss and vinegar to work through. I did. <laughs> but I feel like you were irrationally angry at this show. <laughs> it's Yuki's fault.
1: Um, I, I'm not irrationally angry at it and I'm coming to terms with why you like it it just didn't have enough there for me but the intro and also like in and of itself a calming intro is not really what I'm trying
0: to g- There's it's not pumping up the jam
1: when I watch an anime I'm not kind of trying to be calmed down in general Like right. it just doesn't do it for me Like I'm very much in my you know male interests of like you know Fighting and, and 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 spies and shit like that. I'm I'm very stereotypically shown yeah. in in a lot if, of ways. If
0: if this show came on during the tsunami block, you'd be like, okay, and that's a cue that is telling me that I'm not going to be into this. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, like yeah. even Hamtaro, like it's just like I don't know why I pronounced it like that. Hamtaro, um, even Ham, even Hamtaro, even that had like a kind of a let's get excited. We're gonna go to a clubhouse and like do some rad shit. Uh, I miss Hamtaro. <laughs> I miss it too <laughs> I miss boss um, The
0: the ending theme is a very similar feeling It's this meandering string piece And a woman is singing about how good life is
1: I didn't really take note of the ending theme But I did notice that there was copious scatting At the end of the beginning theme It was like uh, do you? Yeah it's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it's like a Ben Folds song Okay yes that's fair It was like, he, it was ben Folds was like singing army or something like that have you ever heard that song? Oh, yeah. I like that song a whole lot.
0: And he, the ben yeah. Folds, on the whole, is pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. I also really like this one song called Hiroshima, which is... Yeah, you've mentioned it. I, I, have I ever mentioned it? It's all about how he uh, was playing in uh, Hiroshima, and uh, he... Oh, my God, with the sirens. I'll just let it happen. Um, he was playing He's playing this show in Hiroshima, and then he busted ass on the stage and got a concussion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> music it can really take you there <laughs> I also like the next episode theme because it sounds like a gondola like like oh. gondolier music
1: oh Zane I think I'll cut in the next episode theme right now
0: accordions and shit
1: no I'm actually gonna I think I'm gonna cut in the I think I'll cut in the end of the episode theme for um for the next episode theme of uh, case closed instead
0: you should cut in that uh, uh, wood block that they use to segment the different scenes just like do five of those in a row.
1: I don't remember the wood block. Are you talking about a thing that goes donk? <laughs> yeah, Ben. Are you familiar with that? What? That's a TV tropes thing. Uh, a thing that goes donk. It's that like a uh, bamboo shoot with the water.
0: Oh. And like. I assume that was a wood block.
1: That's a manga thing, uh, or that's an, that's a that's a Japanese um, kind of culture thing where uh, they'll, if there's like kind of like a, a pause or like like an awkward pause or something like that, it'll shoot to the outside of the house and the thing will go donk as kind of like... It's like a beat panel. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's weird, right? It's also uh, associated with, like, uh, affluence because you apparently have... Like, that and koi ponds are how Japanese people apparently showcase their wealth. (laughs) They don't just get a 20-year-old girlfriend. I mean, maybe they also do. I I shouldn't assume.
0: It depends on how in tune with the zodiac they are. <laughs>
1: I feel I get the feeling I'm never going to quite hear the end of the zodiac.
0: <laughs> how is it so good in Jackie Chan Adventures and so up, up, repellent to you in this?
1: Because uh, that because uh, that ending theme in Jackie Chan Adventures, same. <laughs> got the chance to join the talisman and getting down the dark. You know he's got a plan. Yes, hand. So, would laugh right. you
0: I get the sense you're not gonna watch any more of this. But did you? you Are you glad you watched it?
1: Uh
0: I is guess it worth so. watching?
1: Uh yeah, no it it it's, it's a quality show. It, I mean, mm,
0: mm. Let me, who aside from you would enjoy it?
1: I, I can think of a lot of people who would enjoy it. I don't think it's just because I'm a curmudgeon. I think it's just because my interests weren't represented. I, I think it's as simple as that. Like um, the problems that people have with each other in this show are problems I no longer relate to. I'm a very blunt person. I speak kind of my pro, my, my, my mind with people I'm close to. And if I'm not close to them... Then I don't talk to them, so it's uh <laughs> these these problems are very f- alien to me. The problems that the characters in this have, so it's uh-huh. just not a show for me. I'm trying not to despair as a show for it. And you you said a lot of things that kind of are bringing me into the mindset of someone no, who well, does. Appreciate I mean, that's
0: it. a good point because I'm I'm very much the same way. I think the difference is, um, you know, with my background teaching, I really enjoyed watching younger people come to these realizations. Yeah. So so that sort of. I don't know. That still very much appeals to me.
1: Uh, see, I'm I'm kind of in the opinion that younger people aren't worth my time. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good, Ben. That'll that'll go really well in court. They're pointless. <laughs> Strong for the defense. What do you what are,
1: what are you for, huh? <laughs> um, I, I, and so so yeah, I I didn't like it. I'm trying not to disparage to the show for that. There's a lot of like good stuff in this, and if. Uh-huh. If it's your cup of tea, then and if you want to enjoy drinking a cup of tea on a nice winter winter day, then uh, you you probably would enjoy this show. It's just uh, there wasn't there wasn't enough there for me. I like being pumped up in my anime or having people come to grips with their own existential dread. And this was all about people learning to love their family. It, it was it was the Louis Anderson of anime, and uh, <laughs> it's just. Uh, wasn't for me i think that's fair yeah yeah and how do you feel
0: about it going back to it you know i i think i didn't like it as much this time around really um
1: it seemed like you were i think you were defending it like defending your decision so much for the majority of this episode that i didn't actually get the i, I think you may have been purporting to like it more than you I, actually do no
0: I, st- I still like it quite a great deal it's just i knew what was coming yeah um you know, there is sort
1: of like a mystery element, I guess, in that like no that one I, knows what the zodiac stuff is going on.
0: Because when when Chrissy and I first watched it, we were like, "Oh, this this main character Toru, this is this is just you. This is like <laughs> I find basic, basically my wife.
1: I, I hope I'm not going too far in saying this, and I find your wife much more interesting than Toru. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um. No, but... She likes horses. She's, you know, not obsessed with them as symbols of the Chinese zodiac.
0: Then everyone loves horses.
1: (laughs) I think my favorite thing is when I purport that your wife likes horses, and you're like, that's not even that true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but just seeing a show that was so different and so able to, like, lead me into different emotions, I think I like it when I'm watching it. Except for a couple of episodes that are just kind of... Oh, there's some annoying characters in the back half.
1: Yeah, the, and, the, and the when the pig girl showed up, I didn't think that she, she added that I much. I liked pig girl. I did not. She she was just um, other archetype of the woman. Ben,
0: there are so many worse characters that you have yet to interact you're, with. You're not selling me on watching m- much more of the show, Zane. There's good ones too, though. There's Yuki's older brother. Oh, man. It would be great if he was just a normal dude. No, he's so much better than a normal dude. Is he? Yeah, he and uh, Shigure have, like, this, like, fake relationship where they just try and make everyone else uncomfortable with how close they are. <laughs> and that sounds great, actually. That sounds really good. But again, I think— And then this... he runs a dress shop. So that,
1: that brings to mind an interesting point. Um, I think that this show might actually—it would maybe work better if it focused a little more heavily on the comedy.
0: Because it has it, all the
1: elements that would be necessary yeah, no, it for hit, it. It
0: hits the comedic beats pretty well. Uh, uh, so
1: it, and, it, and I don't think I mentioned it. If it's the comedic beats really well. The, the pace is very fast. And it's scene changes and genre changes fast enough for me to be... Like when absurd shit was happening at school, I didn't like Toru, but I liked watching what was going on.
0: The comedy is fast. It's a it's a neat tonal shift because they go into it, rattle off a few jokes and interesting witty small talk, and then go back to the emotions, which is a much slower, much more methodical pace. It's
1: plotting, and it's plotting through a bog that I'm not particularly enamored with.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think overall, watching the series in its entirety, I got a sense of much higher highs and lower lows mm-hmm. uh, than you did. Uh, <laughs> but but on average, it didn't bother me as much.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I'll, uh, I'm I'm happy that I watched it because as you said it is interesting and unique
0: Oh, and I do have a little factoid that I feel like you'll enjoy Sure um, There was like a convention or something where, where they were interviewing the creator And they, they said, you know, the legend says if you fold a thousand paper cranes and make a wish it will come true And then they had everyone in the convention hall make a paper crane And they wished can we have, you know, a second season of Fruits Basket And then it didn't happen
1: Awesome <laughs> <It's> fucking great! <laughs> I thought you might like that.
0: <laughs> you could tell the music was playing in the background and just
1: Yeah, but I yeah I appreciated watching this show. I'm gonna we'll take this to. I, I think that we didn't quite hit a slice of life, so we'll still have to keep that open. Um, and we probably didn't quite hit a shoujo romance either, although this is very close to one. But it is kind of an interesting intersection point, and it's for a perspective um, and, a, and an audience that we hadn't yet considered. So for that reason, and a couple others, I enjoyed seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we? What are we
0: watching next, Zane? The fruit that's in the basket next. Sure. Is our uh, scrambled segment where we will be watching slash reading Kid Rad. Yeah. Um, this is so gonna be I'm, a victory lap, guys. I've I've already reread it. I'm probably gonna do it again.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't I think, reread it, but I've reread like a part of it, and I'm pretty into it.
0: I, I think we're gonna approach it as a movie, so we're gonna go through the, uh, you know, the major plot points, mm-hmm. because that's that's kind of the only way to engage with it. It's also like. Like, nothing makes sense unless you're also following the plot. Yeah,
1: and, and there's going to be... Uh, so I, I encourage anybody who hears this episode to read it, to... um to, And write in. To, re- to read it. Oh, please. And to read it and write in and do it, like... Uh, make sure you don't listen to the episode before you read it, because there's some very spoilery thing that happens that I don't want to take away from you.
0: Yeah, there's something about the way it's presented that is much more impactful than hearing it secondhand.
1: Mm-hmm. So we won't get into it yet. Um, it is a joy if you're into that and you'll figure out if you're into that very, very quickly if you go to the website for it. Um, so just type in Kid Red on Google and you should be on your way. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Zane, um, I think it is important after a movie that we return to form, we do old classic cartoons. So, Sword of Omens, I ask you to bring us cartoons beyond cartoons. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats, ho! We're going to watch Thundercats. Are we gonna watch the Thundercats? We're gonna watch the Thundercats.
0: Oh, okay. Is it too much? Cool, cool. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you said Sword of omens," I'm like, that doesn't sound like a show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's his catchphrase.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I. My only real experience with Thundercats is that you know <laughs> short story we read. Yeah,
1: this will be an intro. Like, I'm I'm th- I'm thrilled to try to find Safari Joe in the cartoon. We're gonna be watching the old cartoon, by the way. Sure, And I have watched a little bit of the new version, so if you want to watch a few episodes of that, Zane, we can maybe compare. Um, it couldn't hurt. Yeah, and, and I and I think it's one of those shows that is going to be very easy to just jump around in, and uh, also one that a lot of people remember well, so I'm excited to do that.
0: Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to not having... Uh, like not being stressed about having to watch specific episodes
1: yeah and and uh you know the interesting thing of course is that the thundercats are the only animal in the thunder zodiac that is actually not part of the 12
0: thunder of the, of, of the thunder zodiac proper uh, the, yeah
1: the thunder, he's, he's a member of the thunder zodiac extended and it causes him extreme angst against the the thunder rat yeah <laughs>
0: Thunder Rat sounds so much less intimidating. <laughs> Thunder
1: Rat, yeah, it sounds like a
0: Beast Wars villain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. If you have anything to say about either Kid Rat or Thundercats, you
0: or about your feelings, yeah,
1: tell us about your feelings. What's the girl that you like? Why do you like them? What is your internal monologue about it? Then uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to the website at cartoncast.com, um, or you can re- you, uh, leave a rating or review on iTunes, and more than anything else, just tell your friends about the show if you happen to like it, mm-hmm. or think they will. Yep. I hate Yuki so much, Satan.
0: No, I know. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm glad I told you about my feelings about it.
0: Maybe he's compensating for something. Maybe he really does like the show and just, just doesn't want him to say it. all right let's be all you can be here we go